65 days left to the Formula One season of 2022, and we are bringing you another episode of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. As always, I'm Ian. And I'm Marco. And Marco, we're back. A long holiday break, thoroughly deserved, thoroughly enjoyed. How you doing? Been a while. Yeah, just got through all the aches and pains of a long, long season that we endured. So, you know, I, I can't complain. Uh, my had to kind of go to therapy for a while too with this end of season depression, but uh, I passed. I passed therapy and I'm ready to go. Therapy would be very useful for the, uh, I mean, the many people on Twitter that are absolutely losing their shit and their mental health is declining, just going off of a cliff with the end of the season 2021. Let's just rack it back up, rack them and smack them, and we will go uh, round, you know, another round in 2022. Uh, I can only hope that it's as crazy as 2021 because I hope that we weren't just, you know, spoiled with that all that crazy drama that we had that we, uh, you know, aren't aren't too too used to seeing, especially at the top two. Yeah, like let's we lost a lot of respect in the sport. I feel like in 2021, and for some reason, I want to lose a little bit more in 2022. Yeah, let's, let's no respect for 2022. Less it was like, uh, yeah, it was Talladega Nights. It was actually Talladega Nights for Formula One. And man, I, I mean, I love the movie. <laughs> I love Formula One. So, I mean, what could be better? <laughs> All right. Uh, so today we're going to try some. We're going to try a couple of different things this season. Um, we'll kind of see what we like uh, just as as we go through. So um, coming up first on this podcast, we have a 2021 recap haiku contest between Ian and Marco, between myself and Marco here. Uh, And then we'll just get a quick kind of like restarter for F1 news that's happened during the break up to this point. Uh, Then we'll send you on your way before uh, some nice stories come in next week. So um, why don't we do this? I want you to start off, Marco, because you are the one that had this idea for the 2021 recap haiku. So uh, let's let's see what you got. Let me let me see you flex your poetic muscle. All right, so you were saying that you had about three to go with. Are you? Are we going with our best ones? Are we going to toss a couple out there? What are we thinking? Uh, Haikus are short. I, I th- they are really okay, short. And yeah. I don't know why I thought I remembered in like high school and middle school that it was like a tough project to do a haiku. <laughs> it's really not. So did I, dude. I was cranking these out. Some were better than others, obviously. But, I, yeah, I put three together. Deleted one because I, I have two that are – uh, that I really like, but yeah, why don't you give me uh why don't, why don't you give me your, your best? And then if you have any extra bonus one or something like that, then we can throw it in as like a honorary mention. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll... I, um, I have two good ones. Okay. I'm going to go with one. that's a little bit more relevant. Uh, a lot of topics about this today. So here we go from the first fun race to the last crazy lap had Mossy is so bad. Nice. Um, all right, 2021 race reca- or recap haiku. I'm going to say, yeah, I'll go with this one. Champion dethroned. Michael Massey is so fucked. Twitter dumpster fire. Okay, so uh, pretty similar, dude. We got to bring in our boy. Keep him in there. Uh, my other one was going to be Verstappen a tank. 
Hard to beat, but if you try, he will run you down. And my other one is going to be uh, Hamilton Big Sad, Supermax Gifted Trophy. Big thanks to Massey. All right. I mean, <laughs> that was fun. I like that. Honestly. It was tough to like <laughs> cover. My last one was going to be Bates to Alpha, George to Silver Arrows, Iceman says fuck off. I should have started with yeah. that one. <laughs> All right. I think our plan as of now, as it stands right now, is just coming up with little haikus to recap the races as they go. But, man, that was fun to uh, to recap the 2021 season. So, um, all right, moving on. We do uh, want to – this is going to be a quick episode. We just want to catch you up on all the F1 news that's happened during, uh, during the break. But before we do that, um, this part of the podcast is brought to you by Indeed because Indeed has just recently launched in the land of our neighbors to the north, old Canada. With the current labor shortage that employers are facing, it's important to make sure that you're doing all you can to attract and retain talent, eh? You could be a small business owner making syrups from the great maple trees of our land, or even a fashion and retail magnate with a net worth of a couple billion dollars. You know, one thing's for certain, you need to get backsides and seats to make a business goal of room. Indeed has all the resumes you could want to find the right person for the job, no matter what position you're trying to fill, eh? And let's be honest, an employee leaving a job is about as natural as the Toronto Maple Leafs ending their season in disappointment. Employees leave for all sorts of reasons. They could be looking for better pay, more work-life balance, even a less hostile environment where a clean-cut Santa Claus-looking guy who acts like a Bond villain who happens to be a billionaire isn't demanding that you copy past champions while simultaneously expecting you to beat those champions while also demanding that his son takes up a seat of one of the two seats available to you even though he's really lost some luster. Could be anything really. Even if people hate you, the important thing is that you fill the roles you need at the speed that will help you succeed. That's Indeed. So big thanks to Indeed for our our first sponsor of the 2022 season. Um, Yeah. Indeed may be helping out said son here in a couple years uh, if something doesn't uh, change very quickly. So, uh, yeah, be yeah. on the lookout for that. <laughs> I think that might be the case if we uh, if the trajectory stands. I think, yeah, if he pulls out another P13, then uh, then maybe he could help our, one of our friends to the north as well. Speaking of our friends to the north... Let's just get right into the news here, um, and kind of the biggest one of all season, of all break rather. Um, Otmar Schaffschnauer is leaving Aston Martin. The rumors seem to be true. Uh, Marco, what do you got on this? You, I mean, I can't. I, I don't think you're very surprised, but um, I mean, yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this maybe two months ago, and we kind of like all fingers are pointing to that. He comes out obviously during the season saying, "Hey." I'm focused on this. I'm I'm here at Aston Martin. What you hear from any type of coach that, you know, r- the rumor mills are spinning. And yeah, to not our surprise, he's gone. Uh, my question is, I mean, I know the, the rumors were to Alpine was kind of like what everyone was assuming. He was going to move Aston to Alpine. Don't know what he's going to do, honestly. I don't know if Alpine is like going to make some moves themselves, bring him in, or if he's just chilling. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, I saw, yeah, obviously the rumors about Alpine uh, needing a team principal and, and him kind of stepping into that role, but who knows. Um, we'll be excited to see what he does because as good of a guy as he is, he has a last name that I would be absolutely mortified if he ever left the sport because it's just so fun to say. Yeah, uh, I see it and I kind of, yeah, I tremble a little bit because it is unnatural of a name. I don't like it. Uh, all right, moving right along. Any day now, it has not been official, but as close to official as possible. Carlos signs another contract here pretty soon. Uh, that is what you call, Ian, a play on words. Nice. Talking more about yes. that, though, uh, I don't know if you saw this. Helmet Marco came out uh, talking a little bit of trash. Uh, obviously, we've typically using, we're typically used to seeing him talk shit about Mercedes and Mercedes alone. But I think now that Ferrari's really picked up some speed uh, in the offseason, he's like, hey, let me throw them into the bunch. Let me start uh, down-talking them. He was saying that uh, Charles Leclerc isn't all that he's pretty much hyped up to be after watching Carlos this year. Uh, Obviously, when it was Charles and Seb, Seb really wasn't showing much pace, didn't do that well with Ferrari. So everyone was kind of thinking Leclerc is a... The, the whiz kid coming around, and with Carlos having a very, very nice season uh, and kind of outperforming him towards the end of the season, saying, hey, maybe he's not all that he's talked up to be. Uh, just another Red Bull talking shit. Just another day. I mean, what else is new with these guys? Yeah, yep. he's just has to help me Marco inserting himself wherever he can. Um, but yeah, as far as like Carlos getting re-signed, one of the bigger no-brainers, I think. He definitely deserved it. It's P5 versus Charles P7 last year, last season. You know, three more podiums than Charles, which is weird. I, I forgot that Charles only got one podium last year. Felt like more than that. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's, he's more than deserved to stay in his seat. And it's exciting to see another uh, another Spaniard in Ferrari since, uh, since Fernando Alonso was out of there. But it's exciting stuff. Um, next up, Kevin Magnussen's book came out. Some interesting stories in there for sure. There's no English version, um, and so all of the reports that we had were just like, you know, Dutch, or what is he, uh, Danish rather, people on Twitter that were talking about, um, you know, different excerpts in the book. Um, I was excited to talk to you about it since you did study abroad in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty easy yeah, read dang. for me. Yeah. No, I just like... Pretty easy read? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was like one of those, a full day that uh, kind of kind of crushed through it. It was nice. So, yeah, could you, I mean, I, I know that you went and really immersed yourself, spoke the language with the locals. So, I guess, um, do you want to read some of your favorite parts of the book for mm-hmm. our um, Danish listeners? Yeah, no. Uh, my favorite quote of his, it was like, Hergen Oh, and what does that mean in English? Uh, no, it was... He was kind of saying, and I don't know if you actually saw this, uh, McLaren kind of fucked him over. Yeah, I did see that. Actually, if we're being honest. (laughs) uh, Yeah, McLaren was kind of dicks to him. Uh, Yeah, it was was unfortunate uh, how he ended up at Haas, but um, McLaren was giving him a lot of uh, empty promises, it seemed like, uh, from that book. Have not seen a comment from McLaren denying said accusations. Well, as long as they just don't publish that bad boy in English, I think they're home free, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're trying to hold him down. Not a lot of people probably <laughs> exactly. speak Danish like I do, and they're probably going to say you can only publish it in Danish. 
All right, moving like so. moving right along. Uh, j as we had been talking about, Ferrari has been making some great headway. Obviously, they made uh, a huge jump from 2020 to 2021. But with their 2022 car, they're actually estimated around 40 to 45 horsepower more than their 2021 power unit. More Red Bull, not slander, but just Red Bull has to have their comments on everything. Uh, they have voiced their concerns as it seems like they weren't actually seeing those type of improvements as Ferrari and kind of uh, worried that they weren't as prepared for the 2022 season and the 2022 car as Ferrari as they've been seeing in some testing. Yeah, uh, this 45 to 50 horsepower increase, uh, quick Google search told me that F1 engines are typically around like 1,000 horsepower, so it's a pretty significant gain, and it would be, it'd be good to see Ferrari back on top. Like, we haven't seen a Ferrari champion since Kimi in 2007 and Schumacher before that, so they're about due um, to come back into real relevancy, like, you know, fighting for fighting for the top rather than just being, you know, best of the rest at this point. But, mm. yeah, I mean, definitely seems like they have Red Bull shaking in their boots, which is, you know, kind of good to see. Good to see those guys humbled. Yeah, let's bring, like, a three-way battle back to the top. And, yeah, I, I really do have some very high expectations for Ferrari in 2022. That's good. Get those expectations as high as possible just so that we can be let Chop down. Chop them down, baby. Possible. Chop yeah, me so down. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. <laughs> uh, next up... We found a post that was talking about the official cost of drivers to their team. So that came out on Instagram, I believe. Some surprises here for me. Uh, Mick was top, you know, P1. So congrats, Mick, for the Destructors Championship. Um, followed by Charles, Max, Latifi, and Bottas. I just wanted to say, like, the I was very shook that Mazepin wasn't in the like even in the top three with this. He was P8 in the Destructor Destructors Champion ship and uh and yeah you know almost mick almost doubling the amount of damage uh to the car was very very shocking to me like i think just my just my bias against nikita was was you know, kind of like influencing like oh yeah he's gonna be far and away the the top you know top destructor but guess not yeah no uh i think that's a huge accolade for him because there's not much he could pull from 2021 so uh yeah he's gonna take what he's what he's given i was surprised with like Max compared to like Lewis, I don't even know if he was in the top 10. Valtteri obviously has yeah. had his ton of problems, but it didn't, I don't know, just things didn't add up to me. Uh, but obviously, like Charles had constant problems with uh, qualifying, kind of running into his own issues. So that, uh, but yeah, interesting list. And I'm glad that they actually keep, as I mean, obviously they keep so much data. I'm glad they actually kind of keep account for all these costs as well. Yeah, that's also got to be a hard list to look at as a team principal, being like, Jesus Christ, you cost us four times as much as your contract that we pay you for. You know I mean? Right. Like, it's gotta yeah, be Latifi makes a little bit more sense because they're like, hey, uh, yeah, you were costly, so, uh, you know, up that ante a little bit, buddy. Yeah, not good. All right, moving right along, some things to look forward to. Audi actually intends to make a splash into F1. Uh, so they had actually made that announcement saying that they were going to speak to F1 and the FIA, uh, expect the news to to hit sometime next year, so obviously not in like the very shortcoming, but something to, to look forward to. I know we've talked about Audi. I know we've talked about Porsche kind of in the coming years, so some fun names to kind of consider. I know Aston Martin was something very exciting for us to, to come through, and so having more of these along, I think it's going to just bring more eyes onto the sport as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it was the same as last year. Like, uh, th- this is awesome. With with Aston Martin, obviously kind of a disappointing season for them, but still dope to have, like, a very cool car brand come into the sport. Like, make it, you know, make an entrance or a re-entrance. So, you know, especially with how much F1 has grown in audience, I'm sure it's much more worth it to come in and, and go racing. So, yeah, come, uh, come on in Maserati, come on in Lamborghini. Obviously, Porsche, like you said, just, you know, it's cool to have those those very recognizable logos on the grid. Yeah. And, all right, let's talk about this. So, people close to Lewis Hamilton are saying that they are still unsure if we are going to see him race at the start of the season. This coming uh, season, Mercedes wants something tangible from this FIA investigation and findings on how, like, the F1 is to, F- F1, FIA is, is to conduct themselves going forward. The longer uh, the reports are that, like the longer it takes, the less chances we'll see Lewis Hamilton actually on the grid. You know, obviously, this goes back to stuff getting manipulated back at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix during that final lap. Um, I I don't know. To this, this kind of makes me feel like if he wasn't coming back, then we'd know by now. Um, just seems like kind of a bunch of drama that Lewis didn't create, obviously, but you know, over nothing. I, I, I would put the mortgage on the fact that he's going to come back and honor the rest of his contract, but who, who knows? I'm just an idiot. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think like, especially recently, apparently this Monday was FIA opening their formal investigation. I know they had a report that came out re- like a little bit after Abu Dhabi. So I don't know. I don't know why if that wasn't official. I also don't understand why it took them a month to actually get this going. Uh, I feel like Lewis being quiet and kind of potentially considering this probably kicked their ass into like gear about actually doing this. I thought maybe, hey, if Lewis seemed fine, he was moving along and, and everything was okay, then, hey, we had a report. We talked about our findings. We'll move on. But I think maybe this potential massive, massive move, like Formula One is not the same without him, Like, and I'm sure a shit ton of revenue is lost from Formula One, from every every team, with Lewis not there, so I think they were like, "Hey, you know, if this is actual possibility, we're going to do whatever we can to make him happy, make him come back." Uh, I I thought it was interesting too, just as we talk about F1 Twitter, just being F1 Twitter, saw a lot of people berating uh, journalists uh, like Will Buxton, one of the more famous guys that kind of came out from Drive to Survive, why he isn't talking to the FIA and asking the questions about letting the five cars in between one and two go, but not the two cars in between two and three, that last lap that everyone was talking about. Um, they're frustrated just because it's reporters. They consider themselves journalists. They're hired by the F1, and so they can't really actually perform journalist duties, basically. I feel like they're just a little bit of biased in this respect, where they're like, hey, I don't want to make my boss mad, and so they're not going to do this. So, yeah, a lot of people, kind of some funny things where... <laughs> If Will's responding to something completely different, people are like, answer the guy's question. So it's been funny, yeah. kind of entertaining to watch this unfold and people not dropping it and him just trying his best to just ignore this stuff. But uh, yeah, that's just uh, F1 Twitter for you. Yeah, and you got to think that like FIA, F1, we're all really looking forward to this just eventually kind of going away and pattering out and people forgetting. But the number of hashtag we stand with Lewis, hashtag we stand with Lewis Hamilton, like hashtag f1 xed like fixed uh that just simply has not stopped like in in any capacity like people are still talking about it they're still mad and so yeah i don't i mean 
it's only let's see it's only been about a month so we'll see in the next two months but just given the momentum that has not really stopped uh I, you got to think that this is probably going to continue so yeah good luck to will i'm sure he's going to face a lot of uh a lot of shit even more so but you know lewis hamilton win a championship then you know stop yeah just right exactly so that he doesn't have to be put in there yeah stop crying about <laughs> speaking it speaking of speaking of lewis hamilton not winning a championship to rub salt into Lewis Hamilton's wounds. Uh, his Extreme E team also lost out on a title race. If you remember, like Extreme E, if you don't know, this is like the uh, the totally electric um, electric racing. There's some kind of like ramps and jumps and stuff. It's kind of funky stuff. But uh, he was sponsoring the team, essentially just promoting like electric racing over like gas racing, just because of the impact on the environment. Um, he was his team. He wasn't racing in it, but his team that he owns. Uh, was tied for first in the championship, but they ended up getting P2 because of win count against their competitors. So what a shitty year with all these number twos. Was my, was my. Uh, There's your pun. Hey, so we get our puns in. Got to get pretty proud of that one, one. pun each every episode. That's that. what we always said. <laughs> but yeah, what a way to what a way to kick a man while he's down when he gets P2 by getting uh, the team that he sponsors to also get P2 just one week after all the drama of, of Abu Dhabi. So I thought that was just kind of interesting, very fitting for, for the time. Yeah, that might have been just the final straw. He was like, all right, well, I think racing is done for me. I'm just, I'm done with it. He's used all of his racing karma, and he's just going to ride off into the sunset. He's like, I've had my fun, and this is too much stress, and these people suck. I'm out. <laughs> Uh, I think something that will make Lewis pretty happy. Uh, we have heard just recently, uh, I don't know if it has been actually official, but Michael Mossy is out. O-U-T, out, 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 as race director. What? He is not on the FIA organizational structure, uh, updated on their website. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts? I think it was just inevitable i don't know if it was going to be this year it was next year i mean if the way he's been running things i think it was just it was mayhem it was unorganized he was unprepared for this role so i it was it was i'm glad they did it now sooner rather than later yeah i agree i think he was a i do think he was put between a rock and a hard place but even like within that situation can make the argument is pretty strong that he just shit the bed in a lot of different ways so yeah i i think uh you know the the organizational structure people there was a lot of like uh back and forth on twitter on this of whether or not this was like actually them announcing that he was fired or they were just like changing how they presented the organizational structure but uh yeah you you got to think that you know no matter what based off of last season and and all the uh all the hubbub that happened that he's going to be gone so uh, yeah, nice to, uh, you know, he was there for, for a good time, not a long time, and we he will be sorely missed. So, thank you, Michael. Yeah, thank you for everything you've done. In <laughs> uh, other big but not necessarily shocking news, Nicholas Latifi got a lot of death threats on Twitter for crashing and causing the Abu Dhabi stirrup. Let's not, let's not lose, you know, lose ourselves on the fact that this is, this was all Nikki's fault, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Because yep. if he doesn't crash, then Lewis drives off, literally drives off into the sunset, and you know takes home the the drivers' championship along with the with the constructors' championship. But you know it had to be had to be that Williams, that Mercedes powered Williams that uh, that screwed up trying to fight a Haas for a position that didn't matter that ended up costing Lewis Hamilton, uh, you know, didn't directly, but ended up you know causing the first little domino to fall 
Um, and I think we talked about this last time we were on the pod, but can you imagine if like it was an Alpha Tori, like if it was a Red Bull Junior team, like a Honda Power yeah. that just like stopped? There would the conspiracy theories that have already been flying around would be multiplied by fifty thousand because like just imagine the chaos. Of People would Red be going for Horner's head, even if yeah. it was a complete and, and, accident. They'd be like, "This guy made him. They made Yuki crash." Like, they did this on purpose, 100%. And I probably would believe it. I was like, this seems way too way too convenient for this to happen at this point in the race. would absolutely believe it because of just the way that Red Bull had been conducting themselves throughout the entirety of the season. Yeah. So, yeah, it was in a way, in a way it's good that, that Latifi uh, was the one that kind of, again, caused that first domino to fall, but... Of course, you never like to see somebody getting de- so many death threats and, uh, you know, him coming out and being like, hey, it'd be nice if uh, people stopped threatening to kill me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, moving right along, we have, uh, it's Total Wolf's birthday today, 1-12-2022. Uh, so, happy birthday to Total. Happy birthday. Big five zero. Yep, huge, huge day for him. Uh, moving right along from that. So, we didn't really have, I would say, that fun of a silly season this year, but... Looking into 2022, it sure seems like we absolutely could get some silly season this. About 50% of the F1 grid have contracts that expire at the end of 2022. Do you think we're going to see a ton of transfers? Do you think we're going to see a ton of moving around? Or do you think it's just going to be like pushed off to another year? No, definitely we're going to see a lot of people moving around. I think... Um, the performances of this year are going to determine where people move, but I think the inevitability is the fact that people will be moving. So, um, yeah, it's that's going to be very exciting to see that, you know, I'm guessing Yuki's probably not going to be sticking around in F1, um, but, you know, Mick Schumacher will probably be moving around somewhere else. Obviously, we have, uh, you know, Pierre having to make the decision of, you know, I think his next season is going to be crucial of whether or not he gets that seat back to, back in Red Bull. But, yeah, there's so many possibilities that are so nice to just kind of, like, move the move the little chess pieces around and see what possibilities could, you know, could, could come through here. Yeah, it'll be very fun. Very good distraction outside of F1, the actual racing, to kind of play with these, yeah, like you said, moving chess pieces all around. Yeah. Um, and then, all right, let's try this name. Sem Bolukbasi uh, is the first ever driver to make the jump from F1 eSports to Formula 2. So everyone's always wondered how transferable this is. Um, you, know, you know, can you get into a – can you basically turn on your Xbox, um, you know, set up your bachelor pad with, you know, some nice uh, pedals and a nice wheel and then make it into real – you know, real motorsport, um, Ryan and Rob, the answer is yes. So yeah. congratulations on starting that journey already. Keep your head and down and keep working, boys. To see, keep working. We'll be very excited to see where your careers go. Let us know if you need some, you know, entourage or agents or anything like that. We'll be here for you. I mean, I, I just, I'm curious. Like, he's had to have some type of karting or driving experience, actually, because it is... I think it's got to be a little bit different of a moving going from, like like you said, just in your basement, not having to really worry about the actual surroundings around you, each race, everything going on, to, like, the real deal. In my opinion, we'll see what happens. I'm very intrigued to see, you know, what actually happens and how it transpires. But 
if he's coming in just straight from the not the streets but never being on the streets i it would be a shocking move to me yeah um i mean can you imagine if like can you imagine if like a top level call of duty guy was like yeah i just got promoted to a three-star general in the army because i was really good at call of duty or like a fifa player was like yeah i got signed on to chelsea because i was really good at fifa like no it just seems so preposterous like (laughs) doesn't you have to be like in super good shape i don't know we'll see we'll see how he does but good for him i'm happy for him yeah you just got to break that that glass ceiling eventually the the nerds down in the basements finally got to that glass ceiling broke it through (laughs) <laughs> well all right that does it for our formula one news to catch everyone up over this past month or so uh, obviously we're going to keep you guys informed with any other happenings that uh this off season brings but uh, i think yeah that really kind of sums up the, the major things that we've been seeing yeah excellent uh next week we're going to have one of our uh one of our famous formula one stories kind of lesser known things that have happened but fun stories that uh, that occurred in Formula One, um, but I think that's that's everything that uh, that I have on my end. It was great to do this again. I'm excited for this upcoming season and, and keeping everybody going. Good to be back behind the microphone, and uh, and yeah, ready for ready for round two of this thing. Yeah, let's get after it. Pitter patter, pitter patter. Let's get after. <laughs> All right, appreciate everybody listening. See you next time. See you assholes. See you assholes. <laughs>